Welcome to Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. This is our weekly podcast that shares our stories of starting and running our float centers while providing insights and tips along the way. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Art of the Float. And you can join the conversation by leaving a speak pipe on artofthefloat.com. That gold bar on the left side of the screen will play your recording on the air, answer any questions, or just share your thoughts if you have them. And you can always go to artofthefloat.com to find show notes, uh, links, pictures from every episode. Anything we discuss will end up there as well. I do want to let you guys know that we have an option for you to support us in Canada now. We're really excited about that. So for everybody who's been supporting us in the U.S. through the Amazon links, we really appreciate that. Uh, we now have a Canadian link up there as well if you go to the products page, the, excuse me, the recommended products page on artofthefloat.com. So excited about that. I'm Dylan. I own the float shop with my wife, Sandra, in Portland, Oregon. I'm joined with Amy of Float Nashville. And Lance is out this week, uh, which is actually a really exciting reason. He is moving. And this is this is the big day where he's moving and making some life changes. And for anybody who's been following the show, uh, you know what's going on there. And for anybody who isn't aware, um, we'll, we'll check in with him again next week and, and see how things are going. So I'm, I'm really excited for him. And I'm sure he would actually absolutely love to be here tonight because we have Jeremy Warner from Escape Pod Float Tanks on tonight, and uh, I know he would he would love that. But I'm really excited to have Jeremy on. Um, Jeremy definitely approaches the the float industry I think a little bit different than everybody else, and I think he uh, yeah he's got some really cool original ideas, and I'm I'm just curious to to pick his brain about uh, his float tanks, the industry, and um, yeah, I'm, we got some some cool topics to talk about with him. Uh, a few other things I do want to mention. Uh, one is that, uh, so we've always had the Amazon links that you can use to support us. It doesn't cost you anything. And now we have kind of quietly rolled out a Patreon campaign, which means that if you would like to send a few dollars our way every month, we would greatly appreciate that. And uh, basically, yeah, that's what you'd be doing. If you get something out of this show and you'd like to help support us, please go to um, patreon.com forward slash art of the float. And that's where you can sign up. I think, you know, there are a couple little tiers there and uh, we've got some more plans for that. But for right now, just if, if you get something out of it, uh, we'd, we'd appreciate your support. And uh, Melchor is our first uh, first subscriber to that. So Melchor, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Um, I know he's he's been a fan of the podcast and a fan of the roundtables as well. And we absolutely love having him being uh, part of part of not just the float community, but the art of the float community. It's been really sweet. And he's he's just a really sweet man. So Melchor, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Super, super sweet. Right? Thank you, Melchor. Yeah. And a great um, member of, of the float community. Absolutely. Speaking of the roundtables, we do have a roundtable June 28th on soundproofing. I'm really excited about this one. There's uh, so much information to cover. And I'm also really curious what the rest of the community will be bringing to the table. So whether you have multiple float centers and you're looking for more information or you are still planning out your float center and looking for information on, on uh, soundproofing products and all that stuff, how to read STC scores, all that jazz, we're going to be covering those things. So um, let's see here. Again, um, June 28th for that soundproofing roundtable. And of course, I want to give a shout out to FloatAway. Uh, FloatAway has been around since 1999 with their FloatAway Tranquility float tank. We've got the motorized door. It's all inside one f- footprint with uh, with their filtration and their filter system in there. And uh I think it was 2003, expanded to the cabin and the float around, which of course is what's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And so uh, www.floataway.com is where you want to go to check them out. Whoo, Amy, how are you doing? 
I am doing all right and surviving Nashville allergy season. Yeah. So sorry for the sniffles, folks. <laughs> sorry in advance. That's all I have to say. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're doing doing good and lots of sneezing coming from the tank. So I know it's not just me. Uh, <laughs> Give, give those filters a few extra minutes, That's right? That's what I'm thinking. Little, <laughs> little extra, little extra H2O2 to wipe down right. the sides. It's all yeah. good. But yeah, it's just a, it's just an epidemic around here. That's how it always goes every uh, year. Port Portland also seems to be experiencing that. Producer Brian has been an absolute wreck, and uh, <laughs> I visited my my uh, my wife's parents out in uh, Oregon City. Nobody knows where that is. Anyway, uh, out of town and uh, absolutely got hit. So for about 24, 48, 48 hours, I was experiencing what you're experiencing. But oh. fortunately, it, it went away pretty quick. Good, um, good. Have you been able to get some work done? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Allergies <laughs> doesn't stop anything around here. If it's I know like, Amy. What? You're having allergies? Here, take some pills. Here's some tissues. <laughs> get to work. Nice. Uh, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't stop anything. You know, we work, we work through it all. But um, but yeah, yeah, it's been a busy, busy, busy week. Lots of the, just lots of catching up. You know, it's the end of the month, which means all my bookkeeping needs to be finished up and mm. finalized. And, you know, the, the not fun stuff. End of the months are never fun. Mm. How has your week been, Dylan? Uh, it has been uh, sleep-filled, actually. I know this isn't the uh, Dylan's Ooh. Daughter podcast, but oh my God, she's been sleeping really well the last few days. And so I actually feel rested. And uh, obviously, it's not—it's never a full night's sleep, but wow, it is—it's uh, been really nice, <laughs> like uh -huh. just feeling in touch with reality and kind of knowing what day of the week it is. That sort of thing has been really fun. It's but always a uh, plus. it's always a bonus, right? <laughs> so um, a, a few things. One, well, I'll start with this one. One is that uh, I went into Floatarium, our our float tank. I was working a little shift and um, just got hit with a wall of marijuana smell. And it wasn't just like somebody smelled like weed. This person had clearly smoked in the room. And we, we kind of have a, a quick protocol for that. Just some stuff that, uh, to spray in the air that kind of, kind of masks it. But, uh, do you, do you have any, have you had that experience yourself? We have. Do Fortunately, people smoke not marijuana in, in Nashville? In no, 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 not legally no, no. anyway, but yeah. you know, people do. <laughs> Um, they, they actually, uh, there's, uh, some new laws around it that makes it a, a lot more lenient. So, so oh, we're definitely seeing it a lot more, <laughs> um, but not, not in the float center so much. Um, but yeah, every once I think it's happened two or three times when it's obvious they've smoked in the room, mm -hmm. which, you know, we have a tiny float center. So as soon as you open that door, the entire right. float center smells like it. And bonus, I'm allergic <laughs> Oh, wow. It's like, yeah, I know that's, that never happens, right? But for me, it can cause like <laughs> hives and swelling and that sort of thing. So I always, I always dread when I catch a little whiff. Mark's like, get outside, get outside. Oh, wow. Um, and so, yeah, it's really tough. We turn on the ventilation and we don't like to spray too much in the air because oftentimes that compounds the issue in our tiny oh, space. Mm -hmm. But um, usually <laughs> ventilation in a few minutes takes care of it. Not not a huge deal, not a not a huge problem. But Okay, yeah. Uh, but For me, yeah, it's, it's like the most awkward. embarrassing part is like that other other customers smelling it are like, they're, if they're there for the first time, are they thinking, oh, this is just a, just everybody yeah. smoking weed here and floating. And that's what this is about. I, I don't know. I get up in my head about it. And uh, I, I actually did talk to somebody. She had bought a starter pack. And so after her first float, it, I mean, she hotboxed the room. It was crazy. Uh, but uh, I had a, I had to have a conversation with her. And she, I, 
I, I don't know. I guess when you're confronted with it, you just have to either dive in or run away. And she stuck with it. it was super cool and came back for her floats. In this case, I, I didn't even I didn't talk to her about it. I mean, I was cleaning the rooms. I could pick up the phone afterwards and call, but I, I didn't. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I I suppose I should have had. She had an incredible float. <laughs> she That's I actually awesome. talked to her right before I went in the room, and she had a wonderful experience. So, um, at least there's that. Yeah, yeah. There's there's that. And uh, yeah, I, I I do you find that other people really do smell cuz in our I, literally, I mean you open it up and the door up and the door is only a few feet from the lobby. So that is our biggest concern. You know, we are in the buckle right. of the Bible belt. So, right. <laughs> you know, we worry about that. But do you have do you have you had other people complain? I've Make never had anybody complain. Never? No, okay. no, no. No, certainly not. But not to say it's like it's like the small space that you have, like all that shared air. But uh-huh. as soon as you reach the top of the stairs, if I didn't didn't try to mask it, you would definitely smell it. But we do have an acupuncturist, although she's next door now. She uses moxa, which smells like weed. And so we I guess I could always fib about that and just say it's just it's a moxa. But no. <laughs> anyway, so I actually had something really crazy happen to me that scared the absolute life out of me. Um, uh-huh. th- this was felt like quite a big one and I'll try to try to make this quick, but it, uh, there's kind of intricate and it took quite a long time. And I was incredibly stressed this entire time because being open is such a big deal, right? You never want your center to close down. Um, and you know, we have somewhat fine margins when it comes to the float shop. It's, it's, we're not absolutely flush with cash. So if something, uh, a big issue occurs, it's uh, scary. So Fortunately, I was working the shift as uh, same night as our as our smoker. Is that true? Nope. I'm sorry. It was the night before, and I go into the tranquility float room, and there's two inches of standing water in the shower pan, and uh, I immediately, you know, pop off the the uh, the drain cover, go in there with my hand. There's no issues. I grab the uh, plunger and just start plunging at the drain. Nothing. Ha- I mean, and I'm taking some time. I'm doing my best to. to you know, unclog this, nothing happens except it starts pulling crap from the plumbing. And, uh, it, it was, it just got disgusting oh, looking no. uh-huh. and yeah, so not, not awesome. And I'm like, okay, I've got a couple there. One's in the flotarium, one's in tranquility. What am I supposed to do here? Um, I run downstairs after that doesn't work. And I, I, I just had to talk to him and I was like, Hey, listen, this is what's going on. This has never happened before. And, um, I need to run to George Moreland real quick. There's a plumbing place a block away. I need to go get an auger or, you know, a snake to, to run down there. Um, I'd, I would like uh, our employee to give you an introduction in Floatarium. And then uh, what we can have you do is either I clear this and you can shower in Tranquility and then float or um, shower in Floatarium, which, by the way, still has double-headed showers. So it's actually kind of built for that. And then, and then float in Tranquility. They were so sweet and so cool about it. This is not, you don't want to have to depend on other people's kindness and like being down to earth and everything. Fortunately, they were just super cool and friendly about it, which I really appreciated because I, again, I'm a little stressed out at this point. Walk out the door, just sprint to George Moreland. And I'm like, I need, I need an auger. They hook me up and I'm like, I need to pay for this later. And he's like, ah, and I'm like, if I don't pay this, I can never come back here again. Are you kidding me? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. Because they, they all know me. Um, so I go down there and I just start shoving that thing down the drain 15 feet and I don't hit anything. And, th- and that was my like, it had to work, right? Like it, it had to. And and it didn't. So I come downstairs and I tell him, you know, he's going to have to shower in floatarium. Obviously, the float is on us. And I go back to George Moreland saying, hey, man, I 
if this didn't work, what do I do? And they were like, oh, wow, that, I mean, kind of the only thing that that could mean is like a root has blocked your drain or some earth moved and it's blocking it. And then this other woman was like, oh yeah, that happened to a friend of mine and it cost them $22,000. And I was like, is that possible? Can something cost $22,000? Like, oh my God, like as a small business, that was a tough one. Um, so not not on maintenance, you know, not on repairs. Yeah. I can't afford that. No, that's uh, crazy. What did you do? Um, he said, I've got a guy named Bubba, and he can show up. and He's from put Tennessee. A, <laughs> right. He can put a camera down there and uh, see what it is. It's going to cost you 400 bucks, but you'll know what the problem is. And I was like, uh, hold off on that. I called my the guy who did the installation, who I do happen to be friends with, Always use your friends for your build outs if you can. If, I mean, if they're certified, like everything's cheaper that way. Do it that way. Keep it in the family. Definitely recommend that for small business. Anyway, he, he gets back to me and he says, you've been open for five and a half years and you haven't had like a major drainage issue or something like this is just a bunch of hair down there. Just send send a longer auger down there and you're, you're going to clear this thing out. And that made me feel so much better. But now I have these two things going on. Is it going to be $22,000? Or is it going to be just, you know, a few hundred bucks? Bubba shows up, super sweet guy. Of course, the first thing out of his mouth is people pay for this, which is so common for anybody doing maintenance. Um, by the way, by the end, he was buying two floats for himself and his wife. So it, it did turn around. But, uh, I think my elevator speech has improved. Uh, so he... He gets this electrical one, uh, auger. He, he, this isn't the camera version and it has 50 feet. So I'm feeling confident he's going to get to something. That thing just keeps going and going and going. And, uh, I jumped a, a little bit of time here. I mean, we had to work out for a time when during a transition where we could make noise, uh, but we didn't miss any floats, which was awesome. And, uh, keeps going down, 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 down. And I'm like, how long, how far does this go? He's like 50 feet. And then the, the little bulb that says it's at the very end pops out of his electric auger. And then all of a sudden the drain starts going down. Wow. He was 49 feet and six inches down when he hit a huge, <laughs> huge ball of hair, which he pulled out and was disgusting. Absolutely dense uh, with, oh. with hair. It was vile. Oh. Uh, but, uh, oh my God, blessed day. And it, actually, he only charged me 350 which I was more than happy to pay <laughs> because it meant our business was open. So that's on a shared line. So I imagine that eventually would then go up to Floatarium, even if we blocked off Tranquility, you know, then it, then it would yeah. go up to our Infinity float tank. And so it would, it would uh, just keep flooding and we'd be just absolutely screwed. So, I mean, my, I'm exaggerating here, but my life was flashing before my eyes, you know, like it was, uh, it was that scary to me. Yeah. Um, and even if it was very expensive, like, okay, we'll bite the bullet. But then it's like, how long are we down for, you know? Mm -hmm. And what kind of noise issues does this mean? All that kind of stuff. So uh, that was awesome. It was scary. And so now, A, what I would recommend for all our float centers out there is keep keep uh, hair catches. And so that's what I did is I went on uh, Amazon and I purchased a few different styles of hair catches. We're going to start experimenting with those. Because um, that's one thing. One time I pulled, you know, a kind of a big wet rat thing out of uh, Floatarium's drain. But yeah, sorry, I know that's so gross. Um, I hope nobody's <laughs> eating while they're listening to this episode. But uh, it's, it's, uh, I assumed that would keep happening, right? That the hair would catch and, and you have to pull these out. Mm -hmm. 
but it hasn't happened in probably four years and out of any of our showers and only happened that one time four years ago. So that means all that hair has been going down the pipes and apparently all three showers built up on that shared line, 49 feet, six inches down. Um, so, Hey, that's a lesson, especially with these people with, you know, six float, uh, six float tanks and they're all on a shared plumbing line. You, we got to be catching that hair and not letting those issues build up. I mean, we already know about salt building up behind our light switches, things like that, but this is a new one to me. And, um, I, I don't know if that's happened to anybody else out there, this, this kind of story, but don't, don't let it happen to you. Don't let it happen 51 feet down the line. So catch, catch that hair. And so uh, one of the things that I have, it, um, it's just kind of a wire that goes down your drain. And basically, you just pull that out every few months. And we'll have to test it out with a float center. I mean, it is a shower an hour. So that's probably more than they would, they're used to recommending for. So they might be monthly swap outs or something like that. But either way, I want my drains cleared out. So that's the plan. Whew. So that's that's what's going on with me this week. It was a little intense. Yeah, very intense. It is scary when things go down and you're not quite sure because uh, you do. That's the first thing the you mystery. think is how much yeah. is this going to cost? How long am I going to be down? Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, yeah. And Sandra was totally confident the whole time. She's like, you're going to figure this out. You're going to get this. And we always do, you know, but in the moment, kind of lose my kind of lost my cool a little bit. I, I didn't. I think I maintain and customer service is good and everything internally. I was definitely losing my cool. <laughs> um, let's see here. What's uh, anything else going on with you this week? Or? Yeah. yeah. So actually I had kind of besides an exciting allergies. week. Yeah. Besides allergies. Uh, we had a new float. Not, they're not really a float center. Actually um, they're called pure sweat and uh, they have saunas, <laughs> but they also have uh, uh, two float tanks. Oh, okay. Um, and I knew they were coming. Um, actually I talked to her, I finally cornered her at the float center last year. (laughs) Um, uh, Mark's like, you know, you probably, you're looking a little stalkery there. (laughs) I just wanted to meet her. I've heard she's from Nashville. And so it's kind of cool. Um, but I, she's not uh, reached out to us, but uh, we, so we didn't know when she was going to open. Uh, and so we finally found out, I guess she did, uh, she paid to be on a local news station Mm -hmm. and they did the tour and did all that stuff. And, um, yeah, it was fantastic for us. We could never afford to do that. Uh, they've uh, this TV station uh, approached us, and it was just not in our budget. But um, she's got some money, and she did it. And our phones are ringing off the hook, and it was awesome. So, oh, Candace, funny. if you're listening, thank you. Um, we sent over a big uh, bouquet of orchids and uh, let her know that uh, we were here if she needed anything or support. Oh, wow. And cool. so, hopefully, um, she's doing doing all right with it. But uh, it has sure helped us, and I'm thrilled. Uh, thrilled to have another center in town. Fantastic. Nashville's elite float center. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Every time a new float center opens up, it's just more business. It's People just worry. more awareness. And, yeah. yeah. And everybody's been coming to me. I was like, oh, don't be worried. I'm like, I'm really not, not worried. I'm really not worried. <laughs> it's good. Nice. It's okay. And, um, you know, she's, she's targeting... Uh, a different set of people, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's not it's not scary. Cool. And uh, but you know you always hope that you end up with a relation relationship with the other mm-hmm. float centers in town. Mm-hmm. You know we had can uh, it was like no it was Kaylin on who has a relationship with the other float center in Portland. Y'all know each other. And you always hope for that. Uh, I think it's my I, I background. I'm an only child, so I just want everybody to like be my adopted <sighs> oh. like brother, sister, friend, whatever. Oh. Uh, so you always hope for that relationship, and so far, 
Uh, we, we don't have that, but you know, you always hope. Now I know there's about three other float centers slated to come to Nashville. Wow. So, uh, yeah, so I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but um, welcome, Candace. If you're listening, welcome to Nashville. Nice. Cool. Welcome, Candace. Awesome. Nice. And uh, yeah, and Candace, if you are listening, it's an awesome community. <laughs> it's an awesome community. Amy's great. And uh, yeah, we should, we should all be friends. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. So she did an advertisement and that I mean, very directly <laughs> boosted your business. And we were having a good month anyway, but on mm-hmm. um, the day that she did her float, on television, not her float, but her her advertisement on on the noon show, um, our phones rang off the friggin' hook. <laughs> nice. The website was, you know, we were getting more hits than normal. Oh, and interesting. And your SEO yeah. must are must it's established. So if they're searching, oh, what was that? And they search float tank, you're going to be the first one to pop up. Yeah, which we are. We still are uh, still dominate the first page. But she's new. I mean, she just started. Yeah, of course. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's got she's got to some time, and she's not strictly a float center. Um, right, she, I right. think her focus might be, I'm not positive. I like I said, she really, she just opened, I don't know much about it, but I think her, her focus is on those saunas. Mm-hmm. So that, that will affect it as well. But Detoxing. yeah, so, and for people who worry, yeah, detoxing. So for people who worry, um, there's, there's, don't worry. It's okay. There's space. There's space for everyone until it starts to get saturated. But usually you have a long ways till that happens. We're still in the beginning of our of our industry and all is well. So be cool. nice to your neighbors. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. One other thing yeah. I'd, I'd like to mention before we bring Jeremy on is uh, something we, we've been talking about for a while of just uh, launching my membership and rolling it oh, out as like yeah, a true yeah. legitimate campaign and, you know, I targeted saw that on Facebook social media, ads. by the way. Yeah, social, yeah. Did, hopefully none of the ads reached you. Did they reach you? No, it was just okay. a regular, I think it was just a regular <laughs> just post. A post. It wasn't yeah. an ad. It was just <laughs> good, a post. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I feel like <laughs> for the first time we're really effectively using that. And I, as I mentioned before, linking our MailChimp to fang- Facebook. So we're, mm-hmm. we're targeting so those proud. people real specifically. Thanks. Yeah. I, I owe it to you. You're my marketing guru for sure. Um, and, uh, you know, the one thing that I missed was doing a Facebook live video and there were, uh, there was a set time for me to do that. And I missed that just, it, that's the one thing you can't fully like pre-produce and schedule and like put in to roll out automatically. And, uh, I dropped the ball on that and I should have made sure it happened, but I allowed other priorities or, you know, put it off and put it off or, you know, I, I dressed to do maintenance today. I shouldn't be doing a video. Like, no, I should have just recorded myself and just been sincere on camera and just let that be that. But, um, you know, I've, I've learned not that this applies to you. I I keep makeup at work and, (laughs) um, an extra shirt, not that you, your makeup, you look fabulous. You're so great natural, but, um, (laughs) but I, I keep an extra (laughs) shirt. I keep, um, I keep, uh, my hair stuff. If I need to go wash my hair, do my hair. So I cannot get out of it. And I do, I put it on my phone and I schedule it. And I also have in my phone and my alarm, um, I outline my, my little outline, whatever I'm going to talk about. Wow. Um, and that's helps. Jeez, Amy. And that's why you're my marketing, marketing but guru. But that's, you know, it's not that great. It's the only reason it gets done is because I have everything and I can't get out of it. I have no excuse. I can't wiggle out of it. That's funny. So that actually, that's funny. I didn't write this down to, to talk about this week in my notes, but um, sticking to doing regular Facebook live videos is something that, you know, we, we were pushing that really hard, uh, you know, months ago on the podcast and Lance loving the Facebook live and the algorithms are all geared towards promoting your videos and they still are. And it's just hard to be that consistent. And again, it's not like you're writing a blog post or recording a video and then, 
posting it later, you have to be right there in the moment. I mean, that's the idea, right? And I've had a hard time hitting that mark and being um, like doing a uh, free float Fridays and all that stuff, you know, do you, so I guess I got to keep foundation and uh, some mascara in my yeah. car. And that's all you need. Throw right. on a shirt, little mascara, you're good to go. All right. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm also curious if, if uh, Lance has been experiencing that as well, but we'll have to save that for next week. Yeah. All right, before we bring Jeremy on the, on the show, I want to give a shout out to the Float Conference, which is coming up August 12th and 13th. Very excited about that one. Uh, floatconference.com is where you want to go. Duncan Trussell is going to be there. That's very exciting for anybody who's, uh, gosh, podcasting fan in general who, I don't know, this is our audience right here, or this is his audience, the float community, and he loves floating as well. So I'm excited for him to be there. It's going to be a live recording of a podcast as well. So he's not just a guest, he's recording a recording a, a pod episode. So that's going to be a ton of fun. And obviously, I'll be taking notes on, on how to record a podcast as well. So it's going to be awesome. Um, there are some other, I mean, the another great uh, usual suspect would be Justin Feinstein. And I believe a few other people from Liber are going to be there as well. So um, Jason McDonald, I believe, is on the announcement list as well. So again, August 12th and 13th, although those are just the two primary days, it's almost a whole week-long event at this point. So just go to floatconference.com and check out everything that's going on. Jeremy Warner, Escape Pod Float Tanks, how are you doing? I've been a, I've been waiting for a very long time for someone to ask me to be on their podcast. Oh, we've been <laughs> yeah. waiting for you a very long time. I think the terrible thing is I've been threatening Jeremy to be on our show for at least a year now and just never fully got around to getting him on and working everything out. So, Jeremy, thank you for being so patient with me and thank you for joining us. Yeah, it, thanks uh, for having me on. Absolutely. You know, so obviously Jeremy owns Escape Pod Float Tanks. I do just also want to give a, a shout out to his podcast as well, mm -hmm. um, which I believe is Escape Podcast. Is that right, Jeremy? Yeah, it's down right now. I took I it down. Know. Oh, as in you can't download them anymore? You can't download, but I'm going to I'm going to redo it. I uh, I don't know. I got I. I don't know. I just didn't feel like doing them for. A... Yeah. OK, well. You know, I think ours is very geared towards this is a business and we talk about running the float center as a business and, and it's so much of our aim is that I love listening to yours because of the freeform nature of it, of it goes into running a business. It goes into f the actual float experience and it goes wherever it you and your guest want to go. And so your podcast is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. And it's the only podcast that I re-listen to. <laughs> uh, wow. It's it's that much fun for me to listen to and it just absolutely feels genuine to me as well so it, uh, i uh, well if you don't uh the reason i stopped is i i felt kind of like i had this bad tone and it was right i listened i did a podcast with megan from australia sprouts sprouts i think it is and yeah megan sprouts and uh, my dog had just died oh. and i told her this really horrible story about my dog and then I took, and then I just took everything down because I was just embarrassed. I, I just, oh. I was in a, I felt like really cynical and I don't know. I just didn't want to have that, have the podcast up there when I had this like negative energy. That okay. makes sense. You know what I mean? Like I just felt like my tone for like most of last year was just, okay. like it was just gloomy because of my dog and some other stuff happened. Our grandparents died and mm. we just kind of had a rough year. So whatever. Yeah. So I just like didn't feel like doing it. So. I'm going to bring it back. I know that's probably more info than you were looking for. Sorry it, about that. It's exactly the kind of sincerity that I'm talking about for your show. And and that's 
And uh, Amy knows me. She's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Jeremy. And, and um, I like both, both your episodes with Megan. We're fantastic. And, and yeah. so she's awesome. Right. She's coming yeah, to the book she... conference, too. Oh, no. Oh. oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. She is a blast. Oh, my gosh. That's that's really fun to hear. Excellent. Um, <laughs> so I didn't mean to go so so deep into the podcast there, but um, let us know when that goes live. Obviously, let me know so that I can follow with it, but we'll also definitely announce that on the show here as well. I, okay. I definitely recommend this show. And Jeremy, actually, I want to ask one more question. You were talking about you're getting ready to do it again, yeah. to do to reintroduce your podcast again. So is it going to feel different different this time? Where do you, where do you see it going? Is it mm. the same... Um, is it the same reason this time that you're doing it? Or are you going to go somewhere else with it? Mm, well, it'll be the same. And I guess what I really want to talk about is the float experience and kind of how to do that better, I guess. Mm-hmm. How to be a better floater, different ideas for meditation, different ideas for duration, times a day, blah, 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 blah. All this. I want to figure out the nuts and bolts on how to tell somebody this is how you have a great float. This is what's going to blow your socks off if you do this mantra and you are in the state of mind and blah, 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 blah. So that's that's what it'll be about. So, yeah. Nice. Which I think is the last frontier. I think that's an area that so many people have questions about, mm-hmm. but it feels so nebulous. It doesn't... Yeah. A lot of people don't put words to it and we just say, oh, you know, y'all have your own experience and it's very hard to uh, to lead or to help or to know where to go where to even experiment with a float. Well, forward. and you, you can't, either it's stuff that you don't want to talk about because it's really private, mm. or it's stuff that you can't talk about because you can't describe it. Mm-hmm. And you, you can't, mm. you know what I mean? It's kind yeah. of a psychedelic part of your brain, and so it's hard to explain. You know, it's either private stuff that you're kind of working through, like psychological stuff, or it's whatever that is, that places that, we go to, which is enormous. Um, so, so anyway, so yeah, it's really difficult to talk about. It's really private. So it's, it's, um, it's more nuanced. So, mm. but I don't mind talking about business. We can talk about whatever you want. <laughs> well, I, actually, may I, may I just ask real quick then, since, since we're still talking about the podcast, one of my favorite episodes with one, sorry, it was with uh, Chris measure. And oh, uh, yeah. that, that is certainly one that I listen, listened to a few times. Will some of those episodes be coming back? Because I feel like that I would I would be saddened if that wasn't available to our community. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll be coming back. And I need to I need to do another podcast with Chris, too, because cool. uh, just for my own, just so I can catch up with him, talk to him. So that's, that's great. Um, and that's somebody we we definitely need to get on our, our podcast as well. We've been remiss to not not bring him on. Yeah. Um, who, by the way, so uh, Chris, I, I can consider the godfather of floating here in Portland. He was doing it before anybody else here and became one of the owners of Float On. And uh, now he's doing his own thing. He was doing vertical float tanks that you would um, be in standing position. And now he's doing uh, meta tanks where you sit cross-legged. Well, I suppose you don't have to, but you're in a sitting position. or uh, The lemur lotus. pose. I'm sorry, lemur? He, he calls it the lemur pose. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. Perfect. So just uh, if anybody's if anybody's interested, since since you offered to be able to talk about business a little bit here, sure. <laughs> I um, I oftentimes describe your float tanks as funky. Uh, 
<laughs> is that appropriate? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're weird. I they're mean, they little, came they're out a little of my, different than every other flow. Yeah, they came right? out of my brain, and so they're. <laughs> I solved problems in a certain way, and then and it was reflected in my tanks for sure. Yeah, they're weird. Um, unfortunately. And, and so, <laughs> so was that just an expression of you then, or was there any kind of business decision of I got to differentiate myself, or what? What was the onus of that? No, I'm not. Yeah, I. The the way I see to solve the problem is uh, is a tank style flotation tank. That's what I feel like does the best job, um, and so that's why I build the tanks the way I do. I try and build them real simple. I try to build them mm -hmm. so that they're very reliable, so that they're easy to work on, and uh, so with our new tanks, like they're bigger, so. Uh, even, even if you're like seven foot tall, you can float in them real easy. Mm -hmm. You know, all of our tanks have always had air ventilation, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm not trying to advertise my tanks, but what I'm just saying is like the way, the reason I've designed them is to get a certain effect, which is that there's not as much air inside the tank essentially, so that warms up faster so that you lose uh -huh. that differential between the air and the water a little bit faster. So. Nice. Um, and then, you know, and then trying to build a really good tank for around $10,000 has always been my goal. And so that's, that's why, that's why we came out with the new tank. That's why we build what we build. So excellent. And I will say consistently in my flit center, I have a, an escape pod or I'm sorry, it's not, it's, it's what, it, what is the name? I always call it the escape pod and Mark's like, that is not the name of the tank. <laughs> it's, I, well, it was an escape pod when you bought it, but um, uh, now they're called an explorer. Explorer, so okay. But it'd yeah, be Mark corrects me tank. Yeah. frequently. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it is the most popular tank. It's my favorite tank to float in, and it's the most popular tank at our, at our center. And I do hear from people who have the explorer. Now I'm talking to more people who have your, your affiliate and, um, and the earth tank, but... Um, Everybody's. I always hear consistently. It's such a great float. And mm. what is it? You you mentioned that the air temperature. What else needs to be paid attention to to create this great float experience? Um, I think um, that a smaller tank takes a number of variables out of the equation. So there's not as much body to the tank itself to collect noise and to transfer noise. Uh, we talked about that volume of air inside the tank is much less, so it warms up faster. Um, there's something about that smaller space which makes it, it intensifies that experience, and mm -hmm. I'm not sure why that is. Uh, it just feels more cozy, or it, it has less of that very quick echo when you breathe, so that noise travels that much quicker. You know, um, but but honestly, yeah, I mean, that we're not 100% sure why that is, but it just seems to feel different. And it could be mm -hmm. you look at the tank and you're like, what is that? That's so weird looking. <laughs> you get inside. It. it doesn't look like a nice, cozy, mm. you know, spa experience. It's like, oh, that's a sensory deprivation tank. Okay. Mm. You know, once you're inside, it's the experience is very similar, obviously, but... I think that that has something to do with it too. It's interesting. Uh, I was we have this conversation with our floaters a lot. You know, everybody kind of gravitates towards one tank. You know, everybody mm -hmm. kind of gets their favorite tank, and we do. We have three different tanks in our center, so um, 
we always ask them, well, what makes it your favorite? Or when somebody asks me, it's like, well, what makes that tank your favorite? And it's very interesting to hear people try to describe it because they don't really know on a on a level where they're able to explain it, but they just know when they are in that tank, there's something about that tank that feels really good. And one of the things that comes up a lot for me is like, well, why do I like the tank I like? For me, it does. It feels very nurturing. It, there's something about it. Maybe it is the height issue. Uh, maybe the, you know, smaller, shorter tank. It feels very nurturing. I feel very cozy. You, you use the word cozy, but right. yeah, there's just something really that feels really good about it. And we have an open tank that's uh eight by five and i like the tank if i want to just sleep i'll go and get a nice nap in that tank but there's something that feels really good about just being being closed yeah. and yeah that air feels maybe it's the weight of the air yeah that's, not sure. that's interesting and and I, I think we have a very similar feedback because we have an open float tank as well so it's t totally open to the room and that it just kind of gives a different float than our other float tanks it's just a different experience right not not necessarily better or worse but certainly different than than when it's closed, yeah. How much of it's placebo and how much of it's just your preferences or maybe somebody likes the orientation of that room for a certain, you know, I mean, there's so many different variables. I would love there. to know I, that. <laughs> I think about that too. I don't know much about feng shui, but I do, I think about, is it, you know, is it the way the door opens? Do people feel more shielded if the door opens towards the right. entrance door? Right. Is there something about, yeah. Is it because your I've nervous system is myself. north and south instead of east and west or, you know, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe there's something to it, but I do find it fascinating. I always like to to grill, not grill people. That's a really not not a positive word, but grill I really your customers. Like to, I try yeah. to get people to understand or to, to explain to me what makes what makes a good float a good float. What makes sure. a good tank a good tank. Well, thanks. Yeah, Amy was my very first customer. So. Oh wow! Yeah. I didn't know yeah, that. I have I have the most awesome <laughs> I have the most awesome Jeremy story, and this is why I will forever. Um, adore him. <laughs> um, may I? May I tell it? I know this is not a promotion show, but it's such a great story, and it's just another story of why the float industry is so awesome. Um, when we opened, we opened with two tanks, and we were we got one of our tanks from a manufacturer, and the day that our second tank was supposed to be delivered, which was I think less than two weeks before we were opened, uh, I got an email saying um, I, I sent your money back. And I'm not going to be able to get you a tank. The end. Wouldn't answer phone calls. Wouldn't do anything. Never didn't see our money for many months. Um, and you know, in the state of Tennessee, we had to get our, you know, our tanks pre-approved. I'm like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Mm -hmm. How is this going to happen? And we had met Jeremy at the very first float conference. He was so kind and so much fun to talk to and have beers with. Just <laughs> super fun. And we called. I think Jeremy. we partied. I, I we didn't get too wild, but. We no, 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 no. It was very, it was very... It was fun. It was fun. It was very nice. <laughs> it was very nice. And uh, no, They allowed me to hang out yeah, with them. I was just like all by myself lurking at the conference and they, <laughs> they let me hang out with them. So He's gotten progressively more wild over the years. I don't know. <laughs> nice. Um, he kind of lured us in with that nice, he's just a nice guy wanting to start a float center. Sure. <laughs> next year, next thing I know is he has a float tank. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we called him up and... He's like, well, we were in the process of manufacturing. We don't have, you didn't have one ready to go, but we couldn't wait. So he drove the original. That was uh, the conference tank. That was the yeah, one that, that I took for that 14 conference. 
He and Carla and his wife drove it to Nashville and put it up for us. We went, we ran, well, we didn't run. Okay, we got in the car, we went down to the health department and did all the paperwork for the variants that day and begged them to please Whoa. push it through. Um, Jeremy supplied us with all the information we needed. Nice. Um, asked them if they could just please push it through so we could open in time because we were needing the money pretty bad. And Jeremy Carlin came, set up the tank, got us ready to go, and we opened on time <laughs> with, with that tank. And that was a blue tank, <laughs> and everybody still comes and asks for the blue tank. We have a white mm -hmm. tank now. Yeah, we have a... A white explorer now but yeah so yeah how how many people go out of their way to do that how many people make make things happen like that yeah that that's a really good point and i know jeremy already said he's like i'm not i'm not here to plug my I business know he's or not. All that, I but, just, but i get so excited about that but, because but the truth of it that. the truth of it and i i I'm, i know i've already covered this said this on the show before but everybody has complaints about every manufacturer right like you can't just bat sure. a thousand I literally have not heard a negative complaint about escape pod. So like anytime somebody, um, you know, I try to be a little standoffish about recommending float tanks cause there's so much preference involved, but escape pod has to come up just because like when we talk about buying into a relationship, uh, what, I mean, it was, uh, out in Tillamook, Oregon, it was three waters oasis, uh, float center. Uh, Jill has two escape pod float tanks, uh, or explorers, excuse me, uh, out there. And I don't know what time of the night it was. And I, I start texting Jeremy asking for some assistance and he's right there. And I'm sometimes I'm like, when does this guy even sleep every time I've ever reached out to him? And I, I'm not putting it out there that he's guaranteeing he'll respond at any time of the night. But, uh, yeah. but I've been absolutely floored with his, well, his I've, I've been so lucky. I've had so many great customers and now I'm like best friends with a oh, lot cool. of them, like I go on vacation, so I'm going on vacation with one of my very first customers here. And I'm no way, that's so. Sweet. Are we going on vacation yeah. here? Oh no, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Amy, I'm you me. didn't know. Darn it. Yeah, Darn but this is supposed to be a surprise, but. <laughs> uh, no, you're just a, you're just a good guy, and you fit in so beautifully, with the industry. A, yeah, another Jeremy story has nothing to do with the tank, but real quick, when my business partner had his heart attack, Jeremy offered to come out and and help. Oh, wow. Help me run the float center. It has nothing to do with tanks. It's That's just phenomenal. Jeremy's a good guy. That's it right there, right? And yeah. yeah, just, I mean, being a good person is one thing, but also just consistently being able to be there, like answering emails, texts, all that stuff. Like it's, it's multifaceted and, and that's why I think he, he kind of, he stands out. Um, I, I do like my best, but it's, sometimes yeah. I drop the ball, so. Sure, sure. Don't expect. Well, it hasn't, hasn't reached my ears yet. <laughs> but um, but yeah, sorry, sorry, Jeremy. I know Jeremy Love Fest, but we really do have a, a lot of adoration for you and all the all the good stuff you bring to the to our our industry. Knowledge. We're not just talking tanks. True. I don't, I don't know anything. Nice. Sorry. <laughs> well, Jeremy, how did you join the float industry? Like Amy mentioned, like met you at the float conference, but you didn't. You're going to open a float center and then it switched to manufacturing. Is that right? Yeah, I was like drawing on napkins, float tanks, and like we were going to start our own float center. And I couldn't get anybody to talk to us. And here, as far as a commercial landlord, we just couldn't find anything. Oh, that right. We liked it all, and so yep. we started building float tanks, and and here we are. Um, <laughs> but no, I just I I'd known about float tanks, and I just got a wild hair, and I went to the float conference and. In 2012, it just sounded fun and weird, and I'd never been to Portland and had an awesome time, you know. Nice. And I floated at Mudra, 
Oh, oh Jeremiah, awesome. Jer- Jeremy DeLong, right? Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and uh, so that was my first float. I just left my wallet in a cab, so it wasn't like the best float ever. But oh shoot. Yeah, but otherwise, that's how it started. So. And then, and now, has has it expanded to like having a manufacturing, not a plant, but you know, a warehouse where you're doing this, or is it? Out of the garage. Yeah. I mean, what does the production well, look like? Well, it's kind of both. Um, so we, my wife and I, we live on an acreage, and we've got five acres, and then we've got a nice. big warehouse behind our house. And so I, I don't really assemble much there. I basically put it together and ship it out. Um, mm-hmm. So most of my vendors build various components of the tank, and then I put it all together and ship it out. So. Okay. Oh, Amy, sorry if you had a question, yeah, please. Go, go ahead. ahead. I'm gonna. I'm gonna steered a little bit different direction here. It's it's something that um, Amy, Lance, and I have been talking about off the air quite a bit, and we haven't, haven't, I, I don't feel like had a really good chance to how to bring this up on the air, and uh, I know you're, you're kind of game for, for everything and uh, any type of conversation, and you also kind of get a little bit of a outside perspective on this too as somebody um, manufacturing for us float center owners, and so I'm curious what your perspective will be on this, but um, I'm, I'm curious about uh, float centers that are closing down and, and float centers do close down and I don't know the numbers of it, but I've heard of a few closing recently and it makes me a little nervous and um, it makes me think, are, are people not into floating? Is it marketing? Is it how they're running the business? You know, what are, what are the reasons people are closing? And I was just curious about kind of a, a macro view of like what your view of the industry is today and also... Um, you know, what separates successful businesses from your perspective, su- successful float centers from some ones that aren't as doing as well or are closing down or selling? Sorry, big questions there. Um, okay, well, I guess I'll start by saying what I think makes a float center work versus mm-hmm. what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the float centers that I know of that actually make money and people have a good work balance, although sometimes it's not as good as it should be, mm. are centers that are primarily run still by the owner, mm. where the owner is very engaged and does oftentimes most of the work. Um, they know all their customers, mm. or the majority of them, and their customers know them. Mm-hmm. I would argue that the successful float center owner is just as important as the float tanks or the showers or the room or how quiet your center is so that's what i've seen is the people that are flourishing and doing a really good job are also the ones that are engaged and are there every day and are making it a labor of love they are you know they're doing um they're an ethical business person they're a person that's investing in their community. Um, The people I see that are having trouble probably were destined to have trouble anyway in that they didn't maybe do the math problem correctly when they were starting their business Mm. in that they didn't have enough capital when they started. They spent too much on weird marketing or marketing that doesn't work. Mm Um, they incorrectly 
uh, assessed the amount of people that are likely to come float in their area. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a, probably one of the biggest ones is just personal issues, having um, issues with your spouse or with yourself or mm-hmm. with your primary employees. Uh, just, um, I, it's interesting. I, okay, so I went on the internet and I just Googled why businesses fail, you know? Hmm. So Forbes says eight out of 10 entrepreneurs fail in the first 18 months, whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. We could get into definitions of what an entrepreneur is. So I just Googled, like the Google answers that shows up on the page. <laughs> yeah. It says uh, 50% of businesses fail in the first five years. Hmm. Okay, so I went to the SBA website, and they contradicted themselves. They said one-third of all businesses fail in two years, and then they said 50% fail in 12 months. So I don't know if that was one-third fail after that initial (laughs) one year. I don't don't get the math. But anyway, what what I'm getting at is I don't think people really, really have it nailed down. It's so... Each business is its own microcosm, and so, you know what I mean? To really, to just generalize and be like, well, float centers fail because of this. Mm -hmm. We're dealing with such small numbers. What, there's 400 float centers in the U.S., maybe? Yeah, I think maybe. So so, uh, my, uh, you know, I've got a lot of customers who um, are doing well, and I've got a lot of customers that I feel like struggle a lot. And I've got a lot of customers that have gotten divorces and have had, you know, a rough time. And I think those, I think some of those customers, maybe the business wasn't what caused their divorce. Their business is a symptom of that divorce. Sure, sure. Their business is failing is a symptom of some other issues. Okay. So, like everything, this is a really complex question. So that's, that's my initial thoughts. I just, you know what I mean? Yeah, those are great um, initial thoughts. But yes. is it, um, you know, I think the recipe f- for any successful business is, number one, you're, you didn't borrow too much money. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, you've got capital for when times get lean. And number three, you know, you've, you're willing to have this faith in the future that what you're building is going to work out. And I think people that really pour good vibes and their heart and soul into a business, you know, that has those, those things going for it, they're going to be successful, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know. So. There, you actually hit on so many things um, that I do believe. I, I mean, there is no one answer for sure. There's got to be multiple things. I of think course. things pile yeah. up. Um, but you have, uh, one thing you, I want to go back, actually, one of the things you said early on was one of the, one of the things you feel makes a successful business is the owner is there mm. and available and part of that daily, daily business. And what we're seeing now um, and what I'm hearing from a lot more people is, yep, I'm going to start my first float center and I'm going to build the next one. I'm going to build the next one and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to grow. And we see a few float centers starting to, to expand um, and that seems to be that seems to be many people's goal. Do you think that there's a way that we can 
and I, this is really, this is just an opinion. I'm not, I don't expect you to solve the world's problems. Well, maybe I do, but, but not tonight. Jeremy's good. Um, <laughs> is there a way that we can still be engaged? Is there, are there secrets to being engaged and not getting spread too thin? Um, do you think that will take away from mm. success? Is that going to be an issue for people who are growing? Um, or, and really, I am just asking for opinion. I know that this this is a really tough question, but it is, and I'm not a I'm not a great person to emulate. You know, I <laughs> I feel like a lot of times my balance is completely wrong. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta know how to take a a break. You know, first of all, you gotta be like, okay, I, I'm fried, and to, to be honest with yourself, and to listen to the people that love you when you're being nuts. Yeah. and take a break for a second. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the it's really hard, and it's it's amazing, and it it's, uh, it, it's so cool to see it grow, and, and to, I mean, that, that in the enthusiasm and just the, just the pleasure of, like, I'm going to do it my way, we're going to do it my way, it's going to work great, people are going to love this, and you see, you see, you know, people having fun experiences and people feeling better. And, and when you remember all the reasons why floating is so wonderful, then it's, then it's worth it. But I think if you're just sitting there counting the beans, eventually you decide, eh, I could probably make more beans doing something else, mm. honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for So sure. it's kind of a... I don't know. It's a. It's not to discourage anybody from starting a float center for sure, because for sure you can make money at it. But can you make money at it? At, you know, in the McDonald's kind of American ideal right. of like I've got ten locations and we do right. a thousand floats per location. It's like right. I don't. I don't know. In my mind, I don't care about that. But right. but that but that is how people think, you know. And so, if you're going to do something like that, maybe you should go with a franchise. Maybe you should do right. like a True Rest or or what you know, Urban Float. I think has a franchise. Whatever. There's a, there's different choices for that. That would be a safer bet if you want to be an absentee owner or if you want to be kind of hands off, you know. But if you're going to build it from the ground up, like you guys have done, you got to be there every second. You do. And I do think that's a big part of burnout is, you know, setting, ex- I find people's expectation, like how quickly are they going to make money? Uh, people are always shocked when I'm like, yes, we're three and a half years in and I still don't have a uh, salary. Um, <laughs> you know, people, people's expectations. Is, but, you know, three, three and a half years, you don't, you know, maybe five years. You got to, you know, you got to be patient. Right. It's a long, it's a long tail game and expectations for how much you want to make. Jeremy, you made like the best. I think you said what I've, I've kind of wanted to say for a while is like, if you want to be an absentee owner, like you said, mm-hmm. that your best bet is a franchise because it is, it's a lot of work and people don't, I don't know if people who have not been in business before understand how much it's going to cut into their into their life well like your new uh marketing your new membership program and i was listening to the podcast before this Mm. or actually there's two before this when you were talking about all that and i want to pick your brain about it some more but that's taken you a while to flesh out and really (laughs) understand you know how yes how to build that and you know it's first of all it's not based on gyms it's like we're not a gym yeah. we actually do want people to come use this facility yeah. you know what i mean and so anyway so i think that's very interesting but but that's the kind of thing that most people don't 
have the endurance or, mm. you know, I mean, you guys are unique people. If you can scrub tanks, do the books, you know, uh, do a ton of laundry, there's so many yeah. tasks that you have to be at yeah. least halfway decent with. And it's very few people are of that mindset where they're like, I'm stubborn enough to really be good at all of these things, or at least tolerable at all of them, you know, marketing being probably one of the most important ones. So, mm -hmm. anyway, so that's, that's why really I say good. like, go buy a franchise. If you're, if you want to invest money in this business, then I would do that. I mean, if you, but if you want to build a sustainable business, you know, be prepared to really be in the trenches for, for three, four years, mm -hmm. you know? And really, you're not out of the weeds. Like you were saying you, uh, earlier, you hit five years, 50%. And that, that is, that's scary. 50% of people um, are surviving at five years. So. Well, right. And how, how many people make it to five years and they're making money, but they're like, I, this is a lot of work. And right. I want right. to have a baby now. And I want to do blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? So before we, yeah, things change. Before we go too far, I want to say something that I don't, I'm not proud of, uh, which is something I was talking to an employee about today who he made a really beautiful post about our membership. He, um, he, he just wrote our copy and it was great. And it was based on the fact that I am counting beans right now with launching this membership. It is important to me to pay rent that we make a certain amount of sales on this membership. And sure. I could not tweak my brain to talk about it in a in the float shop way that what we based ourselves off of the way that it's a hug every time you walk in the ambiance everything about what we are that's just who we are i couldn't say that in in a short piece of copy because my head was so what is it right brain or whatever it is i always get that confused um and i was i was i thought that was gross of myself i i found it to be like inappropriate you know it's just like not who i want to be and at the same time i try to give myself a little bit of not not sympathy but uh I don't know, just understanding in that I am in a, I've got my business hat on right now. This is an important time and it's okay to be looking at the numbers and to just kind of be in that mode and why we have a team too. So that, you know, we, we still stand by our core values, but other people can be doing different things. Um, Jeremy, you had just talked about just, just, just thinking about the numbers and it made my head just go, oh, geez, that's that's who what I've been doing for a few weeks here to a month is numbers. And what, you got what? it. Yeah, I mean, you got yeah. it to survive. Yeah, right. Yes. That's by, part of by it. All means. We're not a charity. Right. Yeah. We want to be good. We want to have a win, win, win for everybody. Everybody should win. I've never been able to, including us. to not write copy, though. To, to not voice what we stand for was weird for me. That was an odd one. And then to see uh, uh, Abe write something just beautiful, it was just like, oh, yes, thank you for just kind of just bring a little bit of fresh air and like, that's right. That's who we are. That's why this exists. Um, right. And, and why we designed this in the first place. This isn't a moneymaker for us. It, it has potential by all means. Like, like you said, we have to pay the bills, but um, this is, and, and like Jeremy, like you said, it's not the, uh, the gym, <clears throat> gym membership style. Uh, we, we want you to come in here. We want right. you to experience right. this. We want this to be a practice. Yeah. So yeah, just, just wanted to, Get that out there. It was just uh, rattling around in my head ever since you said that. I, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with putting on the bean counter hat. Sure. Um, at least once a day. You know what I mean? Like you <laughs> right. just gotta like sit down and be like, okay, what's how am I gonna do this now? You know what I mean? So yeah. You gotta do that, but you've also gotta be like, well, am I really? 
you know, am I really happy doing this spiel every time for every single customer? And I know that three, you know, if I do this a hundred times, oh, wow. four people will buy memberships <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. But I, under, I would bet that that's not the case with you, that you know your customers, they know you. And same thing with you, Amy. You know, like if you come to them with a deal, they'll be like, well, this, this makes sense. Yeah, I'm going to do this, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, you know, just as an aside, I do, like, count, like, all the numbers and the percentages <laughs> oh, yeah. of conversion. But that gives me pleasure and joy. Um, but, but the it's intention the intention is good because right. um, we do love, we do love our clients. We do love the people who come, and we love our employees. And I look at my job as, you know, I have to make good decisions so I can take care of them. Um, I want to pay them as much as I possibly can. They're good people who are, who are loving those clients and mm-hmm. putting some good into the world. So we, super we, important. Sorry. If I can also build off of uh, what you guys are both saying and, and Jeremy saying, like, I know all our customers and have a, a connection with them. I don't anymore. It's so weird to not. I mean, some with with a lot of the older ones, the ones who have been around a long time, I absolutely do. But it's our employees who have these incredible bonds. They know Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah. Whomever is coming in and, and they have their, their connection and the members that are, are recurring, they have the connections or even if it's just a few times a year. So I think, but I will say Sandra and I put in our time. Oh my God, we put in our time. We were there every minute uh, of, of being open and, and a few hours on either side of that as well. Um, but but it, we have been backing away from that but I feel like we've built something and attracted people who love what we stand for and love what floating is so that they are like absolutely carrying the torch of kind of what we stand for and, and building those bonds with, with our customers too. But again, we've been open five and a half years. So, I mean, it's, we've yeah, been laying out the, the groundwork. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's the number that, um, Dun, is it Dunbar number? Well, I can't remember. But anyway, there's a certain number, like you can, like a human being's only built to really have 200 relationships. Like you can only oh. keep track of like 200 people right. in their lives. And beyond that, like everything goes haywire. So. <laughs> Rogan's always talking about that. So I think mine's at 50 that, people, but yeah. That's something else um, I wanted to say is I think Joe Rogan is talking about floating way less. Hmm. I, I listen to every Rogan po- podcast, and he's talking about it much, much less. Interesting. And so I've he's... tracked on Google Trends, oh. uh, you know, searches for uh, isolation tank, sensory deprivation tank, flotation tank, and it is slightly down over the mm-hmm. last six months. So, Do you nah, think there mean... is a reason for that? Is there something else that has, has been coming up, or do you feel that do you feel that the industry has peaked? What do you think that means? I don't, I don't know. I just think it's interesting. I don't, I don't know that it's true or there is any correlation there or not, but it, it, in my gut, it feels like something. It feels like, you know, Rogan will talk about it if prompted, but he used to talk about it much more. Mm-hmm. If you listen to episode 400 to 500 of the Rogan podcast, he's talking about it nonstop, hmm. whereas now it's, if someone brings it up, he'll talk about it. So... I, yeah, I think it has an effect. I really do. Well, you know, you're in a very unique situation, and to see to see the industry at a very different level than a lot of us. And where do you feel the industry's going? Do you feel that there's a shift in general um, that perhaps is a, is going to affect us long term? Um, I don't know. I really don't. I 
think you can that there's so much data out there that you could blame it on sunspots you could say <laughs> trump is affecting it you could say all kinds of things i don't know i really don't and the data that i'm looking at is so small and it's also so inconsistent it's like um there's there's just not enough data points it would be basically like you know I have no reason to say that, but in my gut, it does feel a little bit different. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, just I, like a sense, a general sense. Yeah, it feels a little different. It feels a little less personal, or it feels uh, a little, it feel, I don't know. Like I said, like last year, my wife and I, we just had like this gloomy kind of year where a bunch of kind of gloomy stuff happened. And so like now we're coming back out of that and we're trying to get ramped up. And, um, and I don't know. I, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you see an uptick in um, people wanting to close or people wanting to sell their businesses? Do you, I mean, can you, can you honestly say that it's very different? It, does it feel different for you? I mean, is your business different? Um, my business is still continuing to grow. But for me, I have seen a little bit more, and I, I do watch for people selling their float businesses and that sort of thing. And I've, I was just mentioning, and, and it's not that I'm seeing a bunch of people close down or anything, but I am seeing a few more than I used to, and it makes me sad. And I'm, I'm seeing people, uh, or I'm hearing from people, they're getting a little, they're getting frustrated, um, not making the money that they expected. It's the growth is much slower than they thought. And um, I think people are, you know, for a long time, the whole industry is on this high. It's like, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to change the world. And now I'm seeing a lot, not that I'm seeing a lot less positive, but, but it's definitely, it's definitely changed. And I, I like to look at it as I think we're going through growth as an industry. People are trying to figure out exactly what this industry is and how mm -hmm. to what to do with it sure. and how to grow it. And, you know, um, maybe realizing a, it's not the same as just opening yeah. a retail or yeah. a, sort of a regular or a established shop. style service business. Well, I mean, do you, so you are you still teaching massage therapy? I I uh, I am officially, but I actually just just taught my last my last class a few weeks ago. Oh, I'm um, sorry to hear that. Yeah, me too. Okay, but so does that industry go up and down, and what kind of what does. kind of affects that? It does, um, and what affects that oftentimes is the economy. Um, so when the economy starts to take a downturn, we see a lot more people in school. They're kind of waiting out that period, looking for something to do, looking sure. for ways to add it uh, to their lifestyle. Uh, and yeah, but I don't see the, the attitude shift. I see people, you know, the, the great thing is, okay, so I teach at a school where they really um, run the future students through the ringer. They really make sure we get the, the cream of the crop. I mean, that's the school I, I teach at. They're one of the, I'm very proud to say, one of the best schools in the state. We have a great reputation. Um, I'm very proud of, of the work that our, our own, the owners of the school have done. But um, so we do have a high quality people and it's a little bit more consistent. Uh, but yeah, we we're still seeing, yeah, yeah, even the service industry, I think, in general. I'm rambling on because I'm trying to think of my thoughts here. Sure. Service industry in general is, 
seems to be so seems do you think to be changing a, a little bit maybe in the, uh, maybe there's some good jobs around now that there weren't 10 years ago or five years ago. And so people are going into those good jobs rather than starting then, a small business yeah, or, or maybe people, it's just, we're getting to where there are some centers that are three, four or five years old. And those people, some of those people are like, I'm done yeah, for whatever reason. Burnout, you know what I mean? tired, whatever. And I don't necessarily think it's a money thing. It, it's certainly that's a huge part of it, but some of it's just you're tired, you want to do something else, you're, you're ready mm -hmm. to go have benefits. and Different stage of your life, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many days when I wish I just had a job where I could stare at Facebook all day, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I guess and, I do. And a paid vacation? <laughs> I miss paid vacation. Right, right, yeah, yeah. But, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm always worried about it, but I've been worried about it for five years, and, you know, you've also got to just be like, well, I'm going to get out of bed and do my best, and right. that's all I can do. Yeah, can't wait around for the motivation for sure. You gotta, you just gotta keep up and deciding that this still brings you happiness or pleasure on some level that it's worth it. Sure. And you just go. Can I can I share a few things, a few thoughts on all that? Uh, thank you. Uh, one, <laughs> <laughs> one I was about uh, Joe Rogan. Sorry, I took over your program. I love that you took over our program. You can take over the program anytime. Forgot my place. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Joe Rogan, that, first of all, that's interesting. I'm, I'm curious about that. I wonder if he's floating as much anyways. Uh, yeah, he just doesn't seem to be talking about it as much. Uh, I mean, I also feel like he sells a lot more things now. You know, there are other mm -hmm. things that would make more sense for him to talk about that will make him money. Um, but uh, just, that's just a thought. But, but one thing that Amy and I have talked about is how a lot of the time Joe Rogan listeners come in they're a one-time float. Like the the connect through with Joe Rogan listeners is actually really small. And it seemed like they were our saving grace, not saving grace, but like they were going to be what starts the industry. When the float shop opened, Joe Rogan listeners was, you know, a top demo. And that never really, we never found that to be, to be the connection. So I, um, so if that's affecting Google tr trends or, um, excuse me, the Google search results on, on search trends, that, that doesn't scare me because they're not the customer I want to attract to my business anymore. Uh, because even if they Google it because they're interested because Joe Rogan's talking about it. And I, and I know you didn't make the argument that Joe Rogan and Google search are directly correlated, but um, if they're Googling less, that's okay because that base core, some somewhere in that search result, uh, the, the number of people searching is our core of people who We'll try floating and then and continue exploring what they get out of their floats. Um, so that, that's just that's just one one thought that comes up. Well, the other thing too is bless his heart. Um, I know Love it's it. always it always sounds bad when I start a sentence with that. But you know, you know, floating uh, is is a practice, and in my own practice, I've had ups and down times. There are times, there are months, there have been months on end where those floats have been have been tough, 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 tough. There's been so there's been months where they have been where I've had these amazing floats and I have these, uh, you know, these great revelations. But then there are periods kind of dry, like dry spells where it's just mm. hard to keep getting in that tank. And, you know, maybe the guys just, um, you know, I think we all have that cyclical aspect with our float. Sure. Um, we get more out of it. We go through just like in life. We go through some growth spurts. We go through those. Yeah those sure. really wonderful times and then we have the valleys and we have the heights and 
Um, that's, that's a yeah. very fair point. As well. I don't. Yeah, I um, I feel like he's doing a lot. Well, you got to remember he has ninety five million downloads per month now. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's he's actually I I think this we is don't right. even I think have he's much more popular than like Fox News and stuff. You know oh what I mean? Like he's god. huge. Yeah. Well, not Fox News, but you know what I mean. Like, um, oh, was that fake news? Did you just get fake bigger news? than the devil now? Nah. Yeah. Right. No, I mean he's huge. Um, I I don't know what to compare that to, but he's but I know like 100%. Howard Stern always had like six million listeners per day or something like that. So, you know what I mean? Like he's this huge thing yeah. now. Yeah. And so that's very. It's just different. Um, sure. Right. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. Industry. I guess I'm defending him because he's. I've listened to him so much that he's like my imaginary friend or whatever. But right. right. <laughs> yeah, and I'm. I'm not. Defa- I don't. Yeah, I don't think Joe Rogan has anything to do with. That. In fact, I think I do think the man's pretty freaking genius. Um, but it is interesting. With a crazy and it does thing. make you wonder. It's fun to think about. But yeah. Um, uh, he's. Uh, can I? Guy. I've got some other bullet points if you want. Oh yeah. yes. Please, I love okay. you, Jeremy. So I love these bullet points. Center's going out of business. Uh, small business in general is hard. Right. I think yes. we covered that. Groupons, um, I think, have killed a lot of Interesting. stuff. A lot of, They've you know killed I mean? massage therapists. Um, not, I'm not, yeah. <laughs> not literally, but, but yeah, yeah, they'll I take mean, you out of business. Um, I think patience is one. I think people don't have the patience. We need to get somebody from Groupon on the show. I, I want to talk to a rep, a Groupon rep. Uh, I would I would like to hear what they have to say about this. Yeah, Amy is nodding her head rigorously. She would love. No, she is shaking her head. <laughs> <laughs> Please no. Uh, well, I'm I sorry, think, Jeremy. I think five oh, years ago they were maybe an okay thing, but they're really they've really hurt a lot of my customers. I know. So. Interesting. You kind of just get stuck in that cycle, and it's hard to get out. Yeah, that's right. exactly right. right. You, once you get on that bus, it's it's tough to get off because you can never. Yeah, and then if you get into competing with people, you know, especially yes. so, um, it's definitely got its place, and I'm sure they're great people and all that, but it's been really <laughs> rough. It's been rough on yeah. on some float centers. Yeah. Um, uh, one and done floaters. How many float? How many of your floaters are one and done? Far more. You know, it's interesting. Return floating uh, percentage of return floaters. When I was in massage, my return massage clients were in the ninety percent 80 wow. dropped down to mid 80s in mis- in floating way way lower i was told to expect that though do you think do you think um people have high expectations of return floaters i, I mean know. i we i feel lucky if we get you know 25 percent back okay do you find that I similar like dylan uh yeah I'd, I'd say it's it's much lower yeah than okay. well i i don't know I think people's expectations for retention is much higher than what we see. I think yeah. that's because in the most case. service industries, it normally is higher. And and I think having people understand that this is a practice is something that we don't do well as an industry on the whole. Right. I think when we first started, we banked on word of mouth is the sh- the the bee's knees, and that's going to get people in. And sometimes that's true. Uh, some Sometimes a city is just on that verge where word of mouth is actually absolutely rocking. And that was true for the float shop for, for uh, our opening. It, was, it, it helped us. We didn't market very well. We did use Groupon. I think we used it pretty effectively. Um, and uh, 
wow, there's a few, few I'll, I'll try to steer clear of the, the Groupon conversation, but, um, but, uh, I don't think this industry has marketed itself as well as it could and should for its longevity and for our own individual businesses to be successful. I think a lot of us don't know who we are. I think we try to have a vibe. We try to op- put pods in a building, soundproof it and deliver the right product. But I don't know that we necessarily even know who our customers are. I think that's something uh, I think Amy has kind of, I think she brought it up during our roundtable of the, the psychograph of our customers. You know, we want the athlete. Well, what, what kind of athlete? Like who, it, it has to break down much more than that. Who actually wants to float, go, go into a space with nothing for 90 minutes once a week or once a month or several times a week? Who are these people and how are we attracting those people into our business and caring for those people and, and having the appropriate relationship with those people in our space? And I think those aren't questions that are being addressed to the full potential. And I don't think that I'm doing it to the full potential, but I don't know that anybody is doing it to the full potential. But I think as an industry, we are figuring that out. And some of us are not figuring it out quick enough uh, for what we need to do to, to stay afloat. But, um, but that's what I think. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I don't think we really know. Right. I don't uh, think we know our customers well enough. Or, or what their needs are, or why they're coming to float. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of different needs. And and I think the answers, um, I mentioned at Rise, a lot of the answers that we get are very superficial answers, mm. mostly because they don't think about, I mean, they don't really think much deeper than that. They mm. may not really understand what they get from the tank. They may think they know, um, but until somebody sits down and really has a conversation with them and artfully kind of gets to the root of things, I'm not sure that our clients even understand what it is. And it's so intangible that it makes it difficult to justify sure. sometimes. That's Jeremy, true. you said, you brought up that it's it's good for everybody. Like, boy, is that a nail in the coffin, you know? Like, it's good for everybody. That means you're going to market to everybody. And that means you're not going to appeal to anybody. When, when you try to exactly. do something for everyone, you, you just don't please anybody. And what if we knew that you know, women at 42 who I, you know, just knew really specific things. Uh, they love floating um, or, you know, they, they love the outdoors or they have this type of job. Obviously I'm look I'm just completely random metrics that just mean absolutely nothing. But what if we knew our customers so well that every dollar we spent on our marketing or every time we opened our mouth, we were talking to these people that would be so much easier to bring people in to our float centers and have that kind of retention if we knew that those people like floating frequently. But instead, sure. we have a product that appeals to, well, not necessarily appeals to everyone, but can benefit everyone. So um, I think that is almost kind of shuts people people down or again, they just, just put it out there to everyone. Well, I, since you guys have been in business for so long, you've got a lot of great data, hopefully, to dig through and find out who that core group is. Because mm-hmm. I'm betting it's different for you in Portland than it is for you in Nashville. Yes. And it's probably different <laughs> for me in Nebraska. Right. Uh, you know, there's there's finally a float center right here just five miles down the road from me. And so it's, it's going to be very interesting to see what their core people mm. are. You know, because mm-hmm. they're set up more for, they have cryotherapy and float uh-huh. tanks. Shout out mm-hmm. to Lost and Float. 
Um, nice. <laughs> but uh, they, um, they're doing things a little differently than, than anyone else I've ever worked with. And pretty much every person I've worked with has tried to do it a different way, bring something different to the table. Right. Right. And I've got customers that I would have never guessed they'd be successful, and they are. Oh, interesting. They have all the things that I would never recommend. Huh. Right down to carpet in their float rooms, you know, or something like that, or just <laughs> just people with some some terrible, <laughs> in my opinion, terrible ideas. Right, right. And they're doing it. It's working. You know what I mean? So I don't I don't know. I, I actually go, go ahead. Sorry, no, sorry, go sorry, ahead. sorry, sorry, sorry. Great. Then I'm going to say something. Oh no, Amy, go no, ahead. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. That's um, my turn. No, I, it's actually, it's interesting that you're saying this because I've seen the same thing in massage. And I think what makes it happen in, in the float world is those people who have the carpet in their float rooms or whatever, um, there's something, um, we attract clients. When you know who you are, when you understand really what you offer to people and what I offer to people may be very different from what other people offer. I'm still offering a float, but what I'm, what I'm really selling or what I've come to the conclusion is I'm offering space to be quiet so that you can you can stop reacting to life. Um, there might be other people out there, and they know that they are there to help people recover from injury, and that is mm -hmm. their passion, and that's exactly what they're there to do, and they're going to find every way to do it. When you know who you are and when you're putting it out there, even if you're not super aware of it, you are just – those people are going to find you, and the clearer you are and the more that you – you're not worried about attracting everyone – um, in fact, I think, I'm going to be honest, I think one of my problems is, I think we have too many freaking target markets that I'm trying to reach out to. Mm -hmm. I probably need to drop two or three of my target markets and just focus on two really, 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 really intensely for a while. I think that's a problem I have. And But there are some people who, they know who they are, they know what they offer, and they go after it. And they don't, they give no, no craps <laughs> about what... Um, about the other markets because they know themselves. And there's some people out there doing that right and loving their clients, their specific clients with all their hearts. And those people always find each other. Yeah, I think you're right. It, it's, you got to know who you are too. You got yeah. to be so comfortable true. in your skin. Because I, I still think this is true. People are coming to see you, Amy Grimes, oh. and you, Dylan, yeah. and Mark, and Sandra, yeah. and that's yeah. also, and if you have charismatic employees or you have employees that actually float and actually like floating, yes. Yes. Um, that's something, that's, a, that makes a huge difference too, so. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Know. It's crazy. Uh, Mark, and <laughs> people recognize Mark on the street. <laughs> We've been going down to concerts and people are like, hey, Mark, and we're turning <laughs> around, it's one of our floaters, yep. and, it's ha and it happens all, We've had people pull up beside us in a car because they recognize Mark at a stop, you know, stoplight, and they're rolling down. Um, yeah, there's something about, about who doesn't love Mark, right? Um, and Mark thinks he sees our floaters everywhere. He went up to two different people at a bar this weekend and um, thought they were floaters. They weren't. <laughs> they weren't. But I bet but they left like, friends. Hey. <laughs> but they did. Yeah, there was there was long conversations and. I do that. I do that when I fly. Like if I'm flying, so I, like I'll fly to the float conference and I think everyone in the airport is going to the float conference so i'll like mistakenly try to i'll be like are you here for the float conference and they're like, what are you talking about i do that all the time I did 
too. <laughs> you know, I, I have a I had a nice <sighs> egotistical moment when we first opened of because just the opening, there's a little bit of a splash of you're opening a business, right? And I went into the coffee shop and you're like somebody who said, Oh, you're the you're the float guy. And I was like, Yeah, I, yeah, I'm the, the float shop down the street. And then I was walking down the street with my coffee and somebody was like, Oh, are you the float guy? Are you the float guy? And I was like, damn, I'm like the godfather here. I should be getting baguettes <laughs> walking down the street. And I had this nice little yeah. Um, but, uh, that's a great feeling. <laughs> yeah. It was a great flash. It is feeling it hasn't happened since. <laughs> no, I know. And that's the thing. Like it never happens. Like it'll happen like once a year. Somebody would be like, you're actually doing something weird. Right. You know, or something. You're like, thank you. You know, like I've got friends that I've known for 15 years and I'll, I'll see them every weekend or I'll see them at once a month. And they've never once said, uh, so you build, Sensory deprivation things? Like, never once have they said, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I wish Brian was on the show right now because he's he's the uh, behind the scenes on Art of the Float. So everybody he talks to will ask him, how's that float center going or how's your float business going? And he's like, I'm just done explaining. What the, I don't I don't own a float center. I help other float centers. I do a podcast. Never mind. Never mind. Let's, have, let's slam some beers. No, that's not Brian. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Shoot, there's something else I wanted to say about that. Oh, just the connection of, uh, I think you hit the nail on the head there with like, as long as you're delivering a good float, like good, that's the expectation, right? But the other part is who cares where you're going to float unless you have that connection on the before and the after. Like that's the only way you get to kind of connect with your clients, show them that you care, give them an experience, right? Is how you care for them before and afterwards. Sure. And that and that's everything that's... Um... Yeah. That's making sure there's the right towels and there isn't a Band-Aid flying around in your tank. And there, you know what I mean? Like there's all those little details, the, all those, that loving stuff. You've got yeah. you to be on top of that, you know? Yeah, that's so true. So, and that's make gross. Sure the Sorry, towels but, I mean, but you know what I mean? Like that's whatever. It's, it's, no, it matters. It does matter. Because people, it, even if they don't understand it on a conscious level, like I know my, my employees probably are ready to kill me, but you know, I like my towels hung so they kind of match at the bottom, they're not uneven, and their bathrobes need to be tied and the collars down, <laughs> and everything's arranged in, this, in a specific way, and we sanitize the trays all you know between every client. But it's yeah. those little things, and they walk in, and I've had on several occasions, which made me feel really good and, and also made me feel justified, um, that it's like, you know, <laughs> oh, it feels like somebody really cares about me. They took the time to hang the towel correctly and fold it a certain way and it's this way every single time I come in so you give a crap that yeah. I'm coming and you wiped yeah. everything down that's huge that's huge yeah. that's so yeah. awesome yeah that's amazing. You just do it with love People yeah know. it's all about intention and I'm not crazy woo woo but there's something, there's something oh it's there. for sure legit it's like um Van Halen and the green M&Ms, you know, like on their rider, they want a bowl of M&Ms, but there can't be any green M&Ms or whatever. It's that yeah. same. They do that so that the promoter pays attention to all the details of the right. contract, right down to everything. And so, nice. yeah, you want to have your employees or yourself, you hold, and yeah, it sounds so dumb, but the cleanliness of the room needs to be like immaculate, perfect every single time, you know, boom, boom, boom. So... And I'd be remiss if I didn't point out that our, our employees sometimes are elevating the game themselves or saying we should be sanitizing this or what have you beyond what I've ever thought of as well. So it, it's not just us as the owners, you know, trying to pass on to our employees our 
our employees are raising the game too. That that can totally be the case as well. Just just want to point that out. But I also want to go back to carpet on the flooring uh, in the sense that not literally the the carpet in a float room, but the idea of again because we're still a new industry, even though sometimes it feels like we've been around for a minute, uh, we still need people trying new stuff. Like nobody has this nailed down yet. And, and I guess we've already covered that for sure that nobody has it nailed down, but we need funky people doing funky things and we need people experimenting and doing wild marketing. And, and we need people going, wait, we don't just need crazy wild marketing. What if we did traditional style marketing? What, what would that look like? And what if people go in really looking at metrics and really looking at A-B testing with their emails and with their ads, Facebook ads, social media, and, and really breaking it down that way too? I think we need different people using different parts of their brain, different personalities to be experimenting with this industry still because it's, it's not fully figured out. And no. that's part of why this is a really fun place to be if that appeals to you. Yeah. <laughs> it really and better though. Or else it's I, gonna, I it's might gonna add, um, sorry, uh, marketing for everyone is completely in la la land right now. Mm -hmm. Traditional marketing, television right. is a joke and doesn't work at all anymore. I would say that's, you know, unless you're Coca-Cola or Chevrolet right. or whatever, you're not advertising on TV. Yep. Um, same thing with radio. So, you know, yeah. as a small business, it's harder and harder and harder and harder. Um, and that's why I say, you know, go back to, you've got to kind of have new school. You've got to have social media. You've got, to, like you said, the Facebook Live. You've got to adopt all these new things and try them out. Some will work, some won't. But you've also got to do the B&I group which is kind of a pain in the butt and, and you go once a week and you have coffee with the same people and you trade <laughs> your referrals. And, and I did that for years. And, uh, you know, you've got to do, you've got to invest in the community. You've actually got to be, you know, it, it really helps if you are the kind of person that people can call up and say, Hey, I need a plumber. Do you have a recommendation? Hey, I just wrecked my car. Do you got a body shop I can call? You know, nice. be that kind of person helps too, you know? So, so anyway, so yeah, you got to just hit, Everything you've got to make a plan. You've got to go for it. You know, it's really, it's it's super tough. It's complicated, yeah. and not just for float center. Sorry, I just made it even more right. complicated with that little speech. So, <laughs> uh, actually, that was a beautiful speech, and I think I think it that's was. what we should we should go out on too, because I think we could keep talking about this all freaking night long. Um, in fact, I would love to invite you on to to join us again at some point in the future, because this has been an absolute pleasure for for both of uh, Amy and myself here so mm -hmm. uh, thank you Likewise. Jeremy so much Inle so so grateful unless there is there anything else that you would like to make sure that you share or anything that you'd like to plug anything like that yes please uh, please okay so I'm working with Richard Bonk he was at yes. rise and he is a delightful person absolutely lovely man so yes. he's writing a book called floating to enlightenment and he's also doing a research project around alternative waking states induction method. Awesome. Sounds awesome. <laughs> so if you want to know more about that, uh, email me. It's info at escapepodtank.com. And I can put you in contact with Richard Bonk, or I can send you the information. Um, and yeah, that's, that's it. That's all I wanted to say. Jeremy, is he still looking for people to do the one-off float to get some some groundwork for his research? Yep. Is that what that's for? Oh, good. That's exactly. Oh, this is good. so he'll just email you a protocol and you do a, a one one float. So you do a pre questionnaire, you do the float, and then you do the post questionnaire. So, and it's really cool. So, 
thank you for bringing that up, Jeremy. And I, I think I stepped on it while you said it, but the acronym is awesome. Yep. Correct. A-W-S-I-M, Alternative Waking States Induction Method. Nice. So it's a tool to put you into lucid dreaming. Right. Yeah, and if anybody has any interest in lucid dreaming, which I think all of us do, um, yeah. I think we should help help support this for the information and also just experience it because it's a, what a fun, interesting concept. Um, and uh, yeah, I'd, that's all I'll say for now. And um, yes, is there anything else that you would like to, to plug? No, but just thank you very much for having me on and you guys are the best. And we'll see you in here in a couple months at the float conference. Yeah. Oh, man, that's so exciting. Um, that sounds oh, great. Thank you again. I really appreciate you being on the show tonight. This has been an absolute insightful, heart-filled episode, which I knew it would be with you coming on. So that's wonderful for me. <laughs> so thank you for, for joining us, uh, Amy. Thank you, uh, Producer Brian. Thank you, Emily. Thank you for doing the show notes. And to everybody else out there, remember, there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing. So spend some time there. We'll see you next week.